Hello and welcome to Tournament Poker Project. My name's John. And I'm Tang. And we are two recreational players from Essex. And this is our journey to get good enough at poker to be able to go and compete in the World Series of Poker. And not just compete, but to crush. That's to destroy. To destroy. We want to we wanna just ruin lives. Um, <laughs> Send we're people not... one crying. <laughs> <laughs> We are, we're not professionals. We are, you know, this is this is relatively near the start of our journey. We appreciate that. Um, please appreciate that too. You know, listen in, listen to our thoughts. And if you've got any thoughts of your own, please post them. We'd love to hear it. So let's jump straight in, shall we, Tane? Have you got a hand for us today? I do indeed. This is from a, it's a quite a cheap $2.20 tournament. Um Playing on Poker Stars. It's planned during the day. Not that it makes too much difference, but because we're in the UK, I generally find you're playing a slightly better standard of player than a $2 would attract at, say, 9pm on a Friday. Um, I'm sitting in the big blinds. I've been spending a lot of time, pretty much the whole reason I was playing this tournament and a couple of others was to really pay attention to what I'm doing pre-flop, when I am pre-betting, how people, how my opponents are responding to free bets, four bets, when I'm stealing and what kind of range of hands I'm stealing with, but really trying to put pressure on certain players in certain positions, um, as well as defending my big blinds the right number of, uh, free, with the right frequency, just because against players that I feel are active or good, I end up overfolding. And sometimes against weak players, I can get a bit sloppy and start overcalling. I'll say that very, very slowly. Um, from the table, everyone was playing fairly weakly. Um, even I said that standard play is generally a bit better. So for the most part, I weren't free betting all the time. I weren't playing erratically, but I was picking probably one... Once every revolution or two, I was picking a free bet. Um, so people knew who I was and they they were adjusting against me. So things were a bit more like we're seeing. Things were a bit more limpy because I'd been free betting a bit more um, and it had been successful. Um, so anyway, come to me. I'm sitting in the big blinds and we look down at a monster. I've got king of clubs, five of diamonds and everyone knows in the big blinds. King five off is, well, it's crap, but I decide that I'm going to play it. Hence, we've got something to talk about. So, so what's the what's the action before you? So you've got nine, eight other people at the table, so it's nine-handed. And <laughs> so who opens here? So we've got mid-position one or under the gun plus two, depends on anyone's at. So we've got three, six, nine players at the table. So person in seat to do a verb. Well, it says seek four on there. But yeah, the person who's under the gun plus two um, is the one who opens it for a min raise. Uh, the min raise was a bit unusual at this table as well. Like that weren't a normal raise. Um, then we've got the person immediately behind them, mid position two calls. Then we've got fold and then all the late positions and small blinds call. So we've got wow a min raise. One call, two call, three call, four call, 
And now it's around to me in the big blind. Am I going to call to make it a juicy six person pop? So my my thoughts on this are um, I've been reading a, a bit about defending your big blind when there is someone who's called an open in front of you. And rather counterintuitively, you should actually defend less. Although you're getting a better price for a, you know, a bigger pot, it's actually less likely you're going to be able to play a not great hand against two opponents. And the way multi-way pots play just means that it's not always worth it. In this instance, you've got 3,020 in the pot and you've got to put in 250. I mean, you can't be trying to hit two pair. That would be, you know, there's like a one in 50 chance of hitting your two pair. So you've definitely not got, you know, a one in 50 pot odds there. You've got something like, what, one in one in 12? Yeah, to, 12 to one. Yeah, 12 to one. So it's not worth it to hit in two pair, but it's probably just, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's a reason not to call. Maybe you should fold it. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I mean, one um, thing. I mean, that... what, I mean, what are we hoping to hit? I mean, if we hit a king, there's a good chance some bugger's got a better king. No, nope, sure. If... One thing I forgot to mention is the stack sizes. So I'm sitting on the big blind with essentially six, 60 big blinds. So I'm fairly deep. Um, the player who opened is got about 50 big blinds, maybe a bit less. The player behind them is massive. Uh, they're over 100 big blinds and then everyone else is almost exactly the same stack as me so pretty much everyone's good stacks 50 60 big blinds or more so that did influence my thinking so the small stacks are out even though they're not small stacks um, there is a lot of play to be had that even if I don't get to realize my equity that much when you're getting 12 to 1 you will get paid so much more basically it's worth trying to hit because the pay because the effective stack is so high for this stage of a tournament and the chances of realizing that value when you do hit massive you know saying comes out king king or even five five you you you're getting such a good value out of that is highly incentivizes you to make that very tiny small 12 to 1 call yeah yeah it does seem like just way too good a price to fold anything almost you know just in case yeah so all right so um i don't think there's any uh there's don't think there's a raise here ever you know not even you know mixing up a bit there's there's five people in this hand there's the the opener might even go for it but one of these guys you know if you if we race to like three thousand now three and a half k or something just to try and take this down all you need is one caller um unless it's the, the small blind you're going to be out of position playing them post flop you know for a massive pot with king five offsuit it just doesn't feel like a raise here so yeah with that in mind i think you think you're right this is probably just a a call. Oh. So we well, do call. Oh, I sorry. <laughs> I was yeah. going to try to make it sound dramatic, but no, of course I called. I called. There was never any. There's no no doubt I was going to make any other move. I mean, as it's as you said, I I would consider raising it 
saying silly, you know, two, as you said, two, three thousand. On the understanding that I'm not trying to win with my hand at that point, I'm trying to win any board that comes out, you know, seven, four, three rainbow, because I know that most of the players around the table probably they're they're good enough to know that that's a bad board and they're scared but they're not good enough to realize that i'm specifically targeting them because their range is now so capped at the top end i'm going to try to win but anything that falls below the low the weakest 30 percent of boards and that's not a great strategy but I can normally find out without committing too many ships if that's the case. But again, we're playing super multi-way six-handed here. So that, again, wouldn't be the strategy. Even, well, on the assumption that if I did raise massive, I got a lot of folds, but then I'm playing king king five out of position in a huge pot that's all of a sudden, you know, half my stack. Anywho. Yeah. I digress. The flop comes to us. With a eight of hearts, a king of diamonds, and a jack of hearts. So we've got king, jack, eight, two hearts, and I'm sitting pretty with king of clubs, five of diamonds. So I've hit top pair and essentially no kicker. And we get a check from the small. Well, this this to me is just a check. There was, there's way too many people in this pot to start thinking about making this pot massive. Um, can you can you raise just to to see if anyone's? I don't know. I mean, it, it just feels like well, this is such a so many people in this. I mean, I'm probably calling a lot, unless I don't know. In fact, if you know, if if the original opener bets this one and C bets it, and then we get a load more callers again. I might just be like, I mean, I'll probably call, call. Yeah, this is kind of why it's just shit going in for it because you just haven't got a clue where you're at. There's probably someone with a, a flush draw on here. Um, there's a one in 10 chance someone's hit two pair on the flop considering there's five other people. And there's like a one in 50 chance. That's so I'm not really worried about that. There's it's a little bit of a straight on the ball there. It's quite dynamic, isn't it? With the king jack and even the eight connects with the jack a little bit. You know, you've got open-ended strokes there with the nine ten. But things like queen ten have got an open-ended as well. Um, I mean, even like queen nine is, is a little bit of a a worry. You know, they've, they've got a gut shot. So there's loads of like people that are calling with straights or flush draws. Yeah. This is, to me, I think this is just a check. What do you think? Yeah, a hundred percent. For me, it's for every reason you said, as well as for for being in the big blind, just calling. My range at this point is really wide, and even though I have, I can easily have hands that have smashed that flop. I've got so much other junk in there that I need to be checking almost pretty much 100% with my entire range because otherwise it starts becoming really obvious every time I'm in the big blind that if a good card comes and I bet out against what my range is, it's because I've got it, which means every other time that I'm not leading at, I've either got a giant monster that I'm trying to slay pay or more likely I've missed. 
And I think that's way too exploitable. So most of my range have misses that ball massively. I'm scared of everything. I'm well out of position. So it's 100% check entire range. Okay. So I do. Just to say, I did have a slight feeling. I was going to see where, if there was action, where it was coming from. So if there was action from the person who initially raised, who's under the uh, like early position, if they raised and it was a modest raise, I'd probably call. Possibly, if it was quite a small raise, I'd consider a re-raise. Okay. But re-raise, even though I've got top pair, re-raise default. So if they come over me with a with a four bet, uh, sorry, a three bet, I'm folding even though I've got top pair. Just assume that they've got something very strong. Um, even if it's just a draw, it's just one of them times. Because I think that the re-raise would work enough of the time that the times it doesn't, they're either playing really well or they're beating me. Um, if it came from, say, it checks all the way around to seat nine, uh, sorry, not seat nine, to the button, and then they put in a modest bet, then I'd probably be free betting 100% of the time, um, just because that's the perfect position to say, well, no one else is betting, I'll throw in a little bit. Um, and you'll find out very quickly if that was them taking a punt or if they've really got something. And if they just call it, I'd see that as weakness. Whereas if I free bet, um, sorry, if I raised early position, the original raiser, and they just called it, I wouldn't see that as weakness. I'd see that as... I've still got a strong hand and position. I'm gonna see what the see what the turn brings. Anywho, sorry, I digress. Okay, so what happens then after that? Everyone checks. It is check a room. Now, is this a great card or is it a so the ter- so the turns come the five of hearts. Yeah, is it a wolf in sheep's clothing? Well, I mean, straight away I'm thinking, shit, can't it have been one of the black fives? Yeah. Because then I'd have been really quite happy about it. You've the only the only um, well, there's there's not even a completed straight out there yet. If there wasn't a completed flush, you've got to you've got to guess your head most of the time. Obviously, there's the sets, the opener. Is the only person that could potentially have pocket kings, so that's just the one person. But there are, I think, amongst the other four flat callers pre-flop, lots of combinations of king jack, um, maybe even jack eight suited, king eight suited potentially from like maybe the button position. Um, I mean, for me, I'm getting rid of most of them because when you're playing six-handed, I don't care how much you love slow playing, you you raise. You can't yeah. be sitting there with two pair, especially with two yeah. hearts to the draw. Um, you, you you have to bet. So the fact that everyone checked. And I, I can't I'm, now be worried about two pair. I was just saying, like, oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. I'm, how I'm not worried about two pair as well. So I don't know why I'm suddenly like, oh, what if they've got King Jack? <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I think we block the King as as well, don't we? So there's, I don't think there's loads. The only ones really that leaves is Jack 8. But, yeah, so, I mean, we, we can't, we don't need to be worried about any straights, but there is a flush there now, which is a little bit unfortunate. 
that being said, I think it's time to put about everyone checked. I think we need to see what's happening and um, probably quite a smallish bet would get it done. The, the blind, the big blind is 250. I'd probably put out a bet of about maybe 900. Cool. I like, like reasoning. See what happens. What do I do? You check. Check. Okay. And what happens next? Then the person who was the original raiser, who just checked the last round of betting, has now put in a bet that is half pot. Well, that's a big bet. That is a big bet against five opponents. Like, this is a big multi-way pot. There's bloody six people in it, so him and five others, and he's decided to bet half pot. Now, that's that's pretty big, you know, as we know, when you're in a multi-way pot, you don't need to bet as big if you're trying to get people um, off the hand because people don't need to defend as much. But then that being said, he might just be assuming that everyone else doesn't really think like that and they think oh i've got a middle pair or a bottom pair i might as well continue on a half pot bet so you could i suppose you could read it either way okay what happens next yeah i mean just to say up what you said about not needing to raise it so large was pretty poignant in my mind at that point because i since you said that because I used to raise, think, oh, there's six people in. I've got to raise it big because I've got to try to shove not one person out, but five others. And it's it's incredible how little you have to do that. That that mm. quarter bet that risks pretty much the minimum you'd ever need to. You 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 get folds. You get even if you're not getting all the folds from the table and winning the pot there and then, you're gonna get you're gonna realise the equity of yeah. all three people that have folded that might hit spike the last card or something. Most people um, intuitively know, even if they don't know the maths, they'll intuitively know, well, there's five other people in this pot. My middle pair is probably not worth continuing with, even even though there's only a bit of quarter pot or whatever. Most people know that. And it does thin the field enough. And, yeah, I guess, yeah, it just seems pretty massive. And so, yeah, all right. So the original raiser, the turn's come, five of hearts. There's three hearts on the board. He's raised half pot. And then we've got a call. So a call from the cutoff. Yeah. Which I weren't expecting. Flat call. Flat call for half pot. And I thought the bet size was quite specific. When I checked, my intention was to check raise. And the half pe- the half pot size did make me sit back and reevaluate. Um, not that I was surprised that much by it, but it meant that my options, given the pot size, were a lot more limited than I thought. So you can't suddenly, especially with the flat caller, you'd have to go up to like 4K or something now to to make this, you know. I mean, what are we hoping to do? Like, in my mind, um, we're just flat calling this. you got to hope that the original Razor is like, you know what, I've got Ace-King. I should have I should have raised on the flop. The flush has come. I'm not making that mistake again. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet this now. And he's bet too big, but he's got a flat caller in the cutoff. What the hell's he got? 
I'm probably I'm probably most scared of what the cutoff's got at the moment. I think the original Razor doing a delayed C bet and, and only betting it on the turn doesn't mean a great deal. I don't think it means he's got two hearts in his hand. But a flat call after him, knowing that the button and the small blind are still to act after him. Oh, and the big blind, so us as well. So three people left after him to act. He's just flat called 1,600. I'm most worried about this guy, this cutoff position, if I'm honest with you. I'm still calling it all day long, you know, especially because we might hit a boat on the end. And if one of these buggers has got a flush, then we are quids in. Yep. We're, probably gonna, we're probably almost definitely going to stack them if, if uh, they've got a flush and we've got a boat on the river. So I'm, I am calling it. I think the implied odds for that alone is just worth it. But also, even if we don't hit the boat, there is a chance that I think the original Razor, he's, he's half pot bet, could be with anything. He might just have top pair and be trying to just take it down. And that's why he's bet big. The cutoff flat call, maybe he's got something that's got showdown value like some sort of king and just he's you know can't give it up so I don't think it guarantees that the cutoff's got two hearts in his hand but I am worried about that with him it seems like quite a risky call with three people yet to act flat call in 1600 yeah so at this point first of all the squeeze was on my mind and I thought that if if either player were the type to be familiar with squeezes and react to them, that this could be a really good position to squeeze. If I didn't feel that my hand was winning, but I do think my hand is likely not, not certainly best, but I felt that there's not much out there because I've already got rid of the King. I've already got rid of all the two pairs um, that were flopped because I feel you would have bet them six way. I think you've got, I've got rid of all the sets. So the only thing that we were left with are either flushes, um, ace, king, king, queen, multi-weight, multi-draws, queen, 10, jack, um, jack, 10, maybe, ace, jack, hands like that, that are happy to have come along. The pot was quite inflated because it was six way. So there's a lot of, drawing hands there's a lot of bluff but can improve you know semi-bluff hands for instance if i put in a massive squeeze i had a feeling i might get called just by the ace of hearts in the hope that you know i've got the nut the nut flush draw and there's a lot of money to be won in that pot and all of our stacks are stacks to pot ratios pretty much two to one um one and a half to one for the uh and what would you so position. what would you be what would you be hoping what better hands are you hoping to fold out by squeezing here? What what better hands do you think would fold? Whether yeah, sorry. So in the term that I've disregarded the squeeze in the in the idea that I've got the winning hand, so I would be raising in the hope that I'd actually be called. Okay, so, all so right, yeah, so, so yeah, I did think about the squeeze and I weren't sure 
how strong or weak because I've I have only got two pair and there's a whole bunch of stuff. It's there's nothing, yeah. It's quite a wet ball out there. But yeah. I do I do feel that most of that was disregarded. I, I it's difficult at this level to say someone definitely won't have been slow playing a pair of eights, but I don't think they were slow playing a pair of eights. So I'd be willing to just pay that off at this point with two pair that could improve still. Um, actually, no, if I had a pair of eights, I'd need to hit a king. So, but yeah, I, I was considering. Sorry, I want, yeah, I did consider a raise. There was a lot of worse hands that would call me with a raise. Um, yeah. If I squeezed it, it'd probably just be a shove just to get them extra folds. But I didn't, I wouldn't want that. So it might be even just min raise, you know, to 3,002. Um, and hope that Ace-King comes along for the ride. Queen-10, even just, as I said, even the Ace of Hearts might just come along for the ride. Something What's like Queen-10 with the Queen of Hearts or even Queen-9 with the Queen of Hearts would probably continue here in that calf position um and the and the original razor that has now bet this turn he might have a hand at that as well thinking well i can now take a bluff at this everyone's checked i've got a flush draw and an open-ended straight draw i've got like 15 out of 45 like one in three chance of completing my straight or my flush on the river anyway so this could be a bit of a, I'm happy to take the pot down now, but if I get a caller, I've, I've got a good good shot at actually, you know, possibly even stacking them on the river if, yeah. my, if my flush comes in or my straight comes in. So, all right, so what do you do? Just cool. Just cool. Which I, I like think, I, I agreed with everything you said. That was my thought process, but again... I felt my hand was strong enough at that point. It weren't winning everything, but I I weren't I would I'd be getting rid of too much by raising in that position. I, I needed to keep things like at the moment I've still got it in my mind that the early position player who's been the only one who's raised at any point so far is incentivized to do that as the you know, the first first raised in um, raised first in sorry so they can be c-betting a bit more light whether they are or not because there's a pretty decent board for someone who's been raising is up for debate but i certainly don't want to be raising and getting rid of any doubt that they're beating me if there is hands in their range that they could be bluffing with so anyway the last card comes we see the river and it's the ace of space so ace of space so the straights some of some of the straights got there the queen 10 yeah uh yeah annoyingly i don't love it as well you know like the original opener you know one of his potential holdings was ace king even ace jack i think is a potential holding for him even ace eight even considering yeah considering basically given how checky it was because we all checked around so actually i think ace king's probably the least likely but ace eight and ace five yeah, it's, that's really quite irritating, possible. actually. That's quite uh, irritating. I mean, ugh. and um, even the cutoff could have ace jack. Yeah, he, you know, he he flat called on the turn. It could be because he's he's you know got a 
second pair with a jack and he knows he's got showdown value. Yeah. And he could have improved. This is this is scary. I mean, it's a little bit scary, but I'm ch- I'm doing the same thing. I'm checking this all day long and calling, but depending on the bet size, if someone jams here, I'm, I'm going to find it really hard to call. Um, I'll have to see if anyone bets and, and have a think about whether it's worth the call or not. But right now I'm checking. I'm calling. I'm snap calling anything up to half pot, I would say. You know, like if someone puts 4K in, I haven't got to think about that too much. We'd still have 9,000 chips. That's like 30, 36 big blinds or whatever it is. I'd have that left. So I'm I'm snap calling 4K. Anything above that, I might have to take a view on it and, and reevaluate. Yep. That's exactly everything that was going through my mind. Everything. Okay. So you've checked. So I do. It's exactly what I do. But then I weren't expecting this. It is a massive jam over bet of the pot. Not massive over bet, but we are talking about 120% Mm. from the original Razor, Mr. Under the Gun Plus One or Mrs. uh, Or Miss. Just pushed everything. And that push didn't feel right for me. Yeah, I'll tell you why it doesn't feel right. He's now rep- he's now representing like, oh, I slow paid my pocket king. So, I, you know, I hit a set of jacks on the, on the flop. It's like he's saying, I've got a really big hand here. If he's got the, if he had the straight, I mean, there's always a chance he's got this bloody flush. And that's, if he's got that, then good luck to him. Well done. But if he's got the straight here, if he's got a set here, there's a flush on the board. If he's got a set, there's a straight on the board, you know, and, and all these other players. That is a really bold bet. Like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to bluff us off of the hand or are you trying to get value? If you've got a monster that, you you know, can't be beaten, like an ace-high flush, then you ain't, putting, you ain't doing an over bet. You're, you're going to put in three grand, four grand, see what you can, you know, squeeze out of these other players. He must know that, if we've not got the flush and he's sitting there with the, the nut flush. Mm. Unless, unless he's got, maybe he's got, and he's got the ace of hearts. So he knows that we might have a flush, but it's not the nut flush. And maybe he's got something like ace queen or ace 10. So he was, he had a gut shot all the way along, like on the flop, sorry. He had the gut shot. And come the river, he's hit his ace, but he knows there could be flushes out there. So he's he's turning his aces into a into a bluff, knowing that he's blocking the nut flush. People ha- can't have the nut flush because he's got the ace of hearts. But then why wouldn't he have done that on the turn? I don't know. This is this is weird. I, it's not it's not. Um, I can't quite understand what he's representing here. It it almost feels like a little bit of a desperate attempt to take down a pot that he's ended up putting too many chips into with something like king-queen, and he's got a pair of kings, and now he knows he could well be behind. Um, I honestly don't know. So maybe that makes him a great player. He's made me completely in, indifferent. Yeah, 
and that is exactly like you couldn't have said it better than better than me like that articulated everything going through my mind that if i i just put myself in their position you 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 checked the flop so if you had the flush you draw into it good result everyone checks around turn come you put in a bet you got some calls like people are coming along for the ride but no one's raising they've got no reason to believe that we're gonna call first of all there's no reason to believe that we're gonna call you when you make this massive jam but you do want us to call like something if there's anything possible we, we check into us was never the option they would be foolish to check because everything said to, to date that we're just going to check behind unless we woke up with an ace maybe that's it he thinks we've woke up with an ace if that's what the jam is and he is massive with the flush mm. but i do think that even ace well, I don't, as I said, I don't think he was playing ace king, ace jack, but if he had ace eight or even ace five, um, I don't know how he'd get to the turn with ace five, but he was the main. Uh, it's just checks. Yeah, no, so he easily could get to the flop with ace five and then bet it. So he's woke up with two pair. I am a little worried about them, but not much because there's a lot of other things. Miss flushes is the kind of thing that would also be betting in this position. But then are you really going to get the ace to fold? It's I just couldn't couldn't understand why a small bet in this position might see two. Even if he gets a call here, he could bet a lot less and get both of us committed, essentially. Say he bets small and then the person behind him shoves over the top or push it. Yeah, I, mean, I just I just think that this is going to achieve the least amount of value with this shove. All I would say, though, like, check. when when you play at a certain level of table and the players are a little bit more thinking players they know that that big over bet on the end there is polarized and they know it can look bluffy and so if he did have a monster he's made it look like he's potentially bluffing or it's a scared bet and he just wants everyone to go away like i'm jamming all my chips in you know get away from the pot i haven't got nothing but i want to take it down making it look like that with such a bet it is can be quite a good move you know like you've got a monster make it look like you're bluffing by putting all your chips in like as if you don't want value you just want everyone to fold and actually someone overthinks it and thinks yeah you know what my pair of kings might be good here i'm going to call him off and and then he flips over his ace high fluff or something so i think i think it's i think he's playing all right because yeah i i don't know what to do i mean i He's doing all right, but I don't think it's for the wholesome reasons that you're giving. If if he's got a strong hand, I do believe that it was a, well, I got two calls before. Let's get this over and done with. I want to win this hand and I want to win it now. Not I like if he'd have got two folds and he's he turns over and he's got a monster, I feel that they'd consider that a success. It's that kind of what I want if, to feel is the is if, the win. If he had two hearts on the flop, right, and so he had four to a flush, is he really is he really just checking that? Could and be. Is, 
if he's well, got if he's got top pair to, if he's got a really strong hand like Ace King there, which isn't that strong considering how many people are in the pot, but would he really just check that with the two hearts on the board and five people left to act after him? And is he going to give someone the chance to see a free card to catch a heart when he's sitting there with top pair, top kicker? It's I mean, difficult to it's it's difficult for him to have. It's different, even like a set, if you had a set of kings or a set of jacks, it feels a little bit difficult to understand how he could just let five other people get a free turn when there's two hearts on the board and someone could quite easily be sitting there with two hearts. And, you know, you got, you'd want to protect that strong hand a little bit against all those people. You'd, you'd want to make someone pay to, to draw. This is it. It's a great bluff anyway. Like if 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 you're playing second to act and you get two cards to the flush and you're sitting there with the same two cards and you make a decent raise and take what is a fairly built up pot at that point because there were so many people in it, that's a good result. You didn't need to wait and see if the flush turned. Okay, it did. But you know, you might not, if I fold in this position, you've gained very little extra value and you could have guaranteed the pot straight away with a good raise. Or at least you're building up a decent pot. So if your flush does come in, mm. you've got extra value in there. There might be extra people ready to call and you, when you've got the nuts. It's Yeah. I, you've also got the hidden side that if you've got a good, strong hand, everyone expects a, a continuation bet. So that when you do that, it's you, you you plan with your whole range still because most of the time you're continuation betting when there's a king and a jack out there and two card two cards to the flush. Mm. People expect that, so people either assume you've got a strong hand, whether you have or not, is that is irrelevant, or they're just expecting a C bet regardless. So you get you're getting either people will fold because they've missed the flop anyway, or they'll call you because. They think, oh, well, you see betting anyway, and you're sitting there pretty when, if the flush does come in. Is it? Yeah. He's got, if he's got two pair, if he's, say he had a, he's got ace king and he had top pair, top kicker on the flop. Uh, it seems unlikely. I can't, I can't work out this betting. And for that reason, I think I've just got to call him because <laughs> when it doesn't make sense, or it doesn't seem to make sense, sometimes it's because it doesn't. Sometimes when the the betting just doesn't seem to tell any kind of coherent story, it's because it isn't, and he's just stabbing at it. And you know, as much as I hate, you know, uh, that putting like most of our chips in and crippling our stack, we've got two pair here. It's I feel like this is very difficult to fold. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was thinking. So just for the sake of narrative, the person in between us, who I thought was probably the most scary at that point, like you well, said, the cutoff, the cutoff has folded. So it oh. is now, and I, I tanked for ages on this. I my my time bank went down almost to the wire, and I couldn't get it past that every single value hand that beats me in this position, a either wouldn't have got past the flop, or b just wouldn't be shoving, just wouldn't take that risk. Even if they thought it was a good 
a brilliant way to disguise their hands, you know, make it look like a bluff. They didn't have enough reads on me to do that. And we're playing at such a level that there'd be nothing to expect that I'm the type of player to read into that, that everyone would see that over bet. Ooh, that's a scary bet. And they'll either call you when they're massive or they fold when they're not. So, you you know, your bluff's useless. Um, you, are, you are either winning anyway or losing anyway. So I just couldn't place it. I just, I didn't know what to do. I mean, looking back, there the only thing that's, the only thing that's tickling me is the check on the turn on the flop, and then coming to life on the turn. But he comes to life big on the turn as well. It's like oh, if you're God. slow playing a monster, like a set or whatever, and then the, and then the turn comes down and completes the flush. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you then suddenly like, oh, now I'm going to play my trips really hard when actually one of these five other players might have hit the flush. So he can't have that. Well, has he got the flush himself? Possibly. He might, you know, he might have checked it. He could have checked the flop because he had a flush draw. The turn comes, he's completed his flush. Bam, I'm going to start betting. All I can put him on that beats you is a flush. Yeah. And that just feels a bit unlucky. And it's like... Uh, just another little tickle is that when you're playing the cutoff and you decide not to, uh, sorry, the, uh, you're the first, the only person to have raised pre-flop. You've got a whole massive lunch of callers, but you're early position. When you choose not to see bet because you think, oh, there's four people behind me. You know, I, mean, I don't, I don't want to see bet and then get re-raised or something. I'm just going to check. And then everyone checks behind you. You think, wow, six people checked. I do feel a lot of players then when they're checked to again from me in the big blind think, ooh, I better make up for lost ground. And that's what it's not a proper delayed continuation bit where they're doing it because they've gained a lot more information. Now they're a lot more empowered. It's more of a I don't want to make that mistake again. Ooh, I can't believe I didn't try and see bet the last hand. So I'm going to just throw it in with, you know, I might have, you know, ace eight or ace seven or something. You know, complete miss, essentially. But now they've decided well, if everyone checked no one's going to have hit the five it's just now i can win the pot even though i'm early yeah i see it's it's not often but just a proper delayed c bet you know like right i checked the flop because i had a monster you're saying i checked the flop because i had a monster but the turns come i'm betting now because i've got a monster and i should have done this on the first hand and it might be that he's done that or it, it might be that he's representing that i don't know but yeah or even yeah or even with complete air like they knew they should have continuation bet with, let's say the flop came out. So we've got King of Diamonds, Jack of Hearts, Eight of Hearts, and they were sitting there with Ace, Seven of Spades or Clubs. And they chose not to continuation bet because they've missed the balls and there's so many, there's four players behind him. I have definitely played in situations where I've seen people then when something comes on the on the uh, the turn that's kind of it's not a brick because it does make the flushes but it's a low card it's in their mind of little relevance when i then check to them again and they're like all right i missed the c bet last time and then everyone checks if i bet now they might fold now is that like that i don't think that five would have made enough of them hands now i'm going to try to win the pot that does make sense and and because 
that you know the half pot then is is just a clear kind of like let's make this big enough to get like get everyone go away i've only got a set i've got nothing i've got ace high but let's bet half pot and everyone check the flops and they'll probably all fold yep and it could then be when they they hit this hit the ace on the river it's like oh, okay well at least i've got a hand there now i've won <laughs> now i've won because I everyone must have, must have one pair and i've got the best pair now Possibly. With ace queen, ace queen, ace queen or ace ten. Um, that's if I had to put him on a hand, it's ace queen or ace ten. Possibly with the ace of hearts. But unfortunately, I fold, and we never find out. Oh, you're joking! Why did you do this? Is no, I didn't. Well, <laughs> I oh, you call, you called. <laughs> I'm just like you. You do call. Okay, are we ready to see what this bastard's got? Yeah, let's do it. Ace. Four of hearts. So he did have the flush. Did have the flush. Ah, so it kind of does make sense. And we said that, didn't we, that on the flop, you know, he's got the flush draw. Oh, you know, I've got the flush draw. I'll just check it. See it. You know, luckily everyone checks. He's got to see a free card. The flush came on the on the turn for him with the five of hearts, and he bet it, and us mugs called him. Yeah, like. Just in just to just to point a finger at him or her, they lost so much value by not putting in a, a quarter or a third size bet. They would at least because there's every chance there'd be when that five came, I would still be in and I'd still be calling his all in. But there's every chance they've just got an extra two or three quarter bets that people that have already shown to be limpy callies would also have called. And then they've hit the nuts because they were always drawing to the nuts, not just a flush. They're drawing to the absolute nuts. There is no straights out there that are beating him. There's no boats out there. So when the flush comes in. But but if he had done that, then we would have been more suspicious on the river and we might not have called him. Like it, it almost looked like a bit of a bluff at the end, which kind of prompted us to. It well, prompted, it was it was enough bluff. It was bluff enough looking that we then were like, okay, we can call this. You say that, but that's because he overbet. If he'd have left the betting up to me, maybe with just a little tiny little teaser bet, there's every chance I might have shoved all in over the top, and the pot would have been bigger at that point. So I would have had a lot harder chance, uh, a lot harder job of getting away. Yeah. So. It might be that it always ended up in tears for me because I'm I think so. I think too, so. I'm too tricky to throw away King Five, even in a six way pot, which should always be not good enough, especially when the ace cut. Well, no. Normally the ace would be a scare card, but this is one of the very few times that the river came and I didn't care that that was an ace, even with just King as my high. I'd, I'd eliminated. Every every ace that I was worried about, other than ace eight, and I thought, you know what, if you got ace eight, have my chips. It was that flush, and it was just the flush. Yeah. But as well, I'm 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 glad that my decision making, as much as I could improve it, this is not really the spot that I'm overly worried about. And I kind of I at the time I felt gutted, you know, because I tanked so long about it. You do feel that devastating. Oh so close to folding but the truth is that that's because as you said it's almost an indifference and that's why i'm worried about and the times that i should be concerned about is when 
I'm not betting and I should be because I'm going to get extra value or I'm folding in times where I should never be folding because I've got way too much equity left in hand. So, yeah, no, it's good. I'm I'm quite happy that I lost this. <laughs> okay, so you do it again. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> I wouldn't do anything different. I can't imagine me at this stage in my game doing anything different. That isn't to say that I've not got things that I should improve on, and there certainly, certainly is. And one yeah. of the things you said right at the start of even though you're getting great odds, you end up getting sticky. <laughs> I mean, what do you do when you hit two pair? Well, you lose two of the flush in this situation. It's almost, it's all, yeah, it's almost like when when a multi-way pot and there's so many people in the hand, when that gets so big by the river, it's there's so many hands that could have made flushes and draws. I suppose it is... You know, and they're the ones that are going to be continuing. All the other ones drop out, and it's like there's just that much more chance that two pairs not going to be ahead when there's the board's got a flush on it, when it's got a straight on it. I suppose it's it's kind of the reason why we should avoid multi-way pots if at all possible. Six-way pots. That's a... six-way baby. That is that is uh, that's like a Ben Fleet special. Yeah, I've actually got another six-way pot that's in my hand history right underneath, which was me playing a progressive knockout and I had kings, and it went min raise call call, I shoved all in. <laughs> and call, call 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 call. Oh <laughs> my was, god! The kings held as well. I, I oh, went wow. through. 20 big blinds to 125 big blinds. <laughs> Jesus. Didn't take anyone out though, and then exited without winning a single knockout. But um, oh my god, like, I've, I've never quadrupled up more than quadrupled up. Oh, six times, hand. mate. Whatever that is. Yeah. Six. Six stupid. Yeah. Delicious. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, any final thoughts, Tame, before we wrap it up? No, I'm really happy. I like that uh, we we started this pod many moons ago where we were very different players. And that so. hand, you proper align with everything I was thinking, the things you're worried about. I was really scared that you'd be like, oh, this is an easy fold. And you really weren't. You were thinking everything no, I, I was thinking. You was looking at the hand, you was working out the patterns. And it really gives me a lot more confidence that what used to be very different styles of play and now converging to a very, very, very similar style of play. Yeah, just well, just for that, when when it comes to calling at the end, and you could say we're the ones with the condensed range, even though it's two pair, it's still only two pair because it's such a multi-way pot. Um, you you know you can't play a condensed range and call 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 and then fold because someone bets big. It's that's not that's not how it works. When when they're polarized like that it's um yeah it's just that they've got value bets but they've, they've got bluffs and it, it it's good play from them in a sense because they've made us indifferent to what we do you know we could call it we could fold it we don't really know what to do we called it they you know that worked out in their favor yeah anyway Love. all right dude well Thanks very much, everyone, for listening. And um, we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Take it easy. Take care.